0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is a story about a series of murders and disappearances that happened in the winter of 2000, previously on A New Winter. It wasn't just a bloody massacre of 20 to 30 people all shut up and lying in pools of blood. It wasn't the fact that their guts were hanging out that they'd all been brutally murdered. The real shock was that they were all me. This is episode 39 of A New Winter. I started to hyperventilate and couldn't get out of there quick enough. I almost fell out of my chair trying to spin around. Then, all of a sudden, it went completely dark. It sounded like the power had gone out. I felt an intense pressure in my head... I couldn't move the pain was so intense then it dissipated I tried to see if I could make anything out in the dark but it was useless I might as well have just had my eyes closed then I felt someone pull my chair back I jolted forward and a hand kept me seated come on, let's go I heard the voice say it pulled me back and turned around where are we going? I whispered who are you? I'm just doing what you tell me to do you know who I am. Now keep quiet. Someone could hear us. How can you even see? I whispered, even quieter. I can't. i just know these corridors like the back of my hand. Well, up to a certain point anyway. Now shut up. I remained quiet as the man pushed me around a few more corners. I felt like I was asleep. The motion of the chair, the utter silence, the exhaustion and the pure darkness all lulling me into a false sense of security. Perhaps it was a defence mechanism from the horror that I had just witnessed. My brain refusing to believe that I was awake. What the hell was it that I had just seen anyway? Had they really all looked like me? Was it maybe a trick of the light? Perhaps it was my brain playing tricks on me again. Dr Carver had said that this this brain tumour that I apparently have, well, they might shift my perception of reality. But I don't think I could have imagined all that bloodshed. Someone had gunned down all those poor people. The patients that had been in the other rooms just mere feet away from me. And now, it seemed like it was just me and this mystery man. Alright, you're here. I've done what I've been asked. Can I go now? I paused for a second. Are you asking me? No, I don't know what's going on. Just then, I heard another voice pop up from nearby. Yeah, leave us. I heard the mystery man walk away, and then a new mystery man started pushing me. What is this? I said. And soon as I was pushed through a door and blinded by a bright white light. I was startled momentarily as my eyes just tried to adjust. As they did so, I saw three bright, standing lights connected to a generator and in the middle was an operating table with tools by the side and at one end of the room sat Dr Carver motionless but with a face dripping in sweat and fear as I looked to the left of him I could see why there was a patient his head covered with a pillowcase with eyes cut out and a knife pointed towards the doctor then another man wearing the same as the other including the pillowcase, steps forward. Now, Dr. Carver, it's time to operate. But but it could be fatal. The doctor was quivering. It's a risk, yes, but we don't think it'll be a problem. What's happening here? I cut in. The knife-wielding man turned to me. We're going to save your life. Dr. Carver here is going to cut out the tumour or whatever that thing is that's in your brain. Apparently it's killing you. Dr. Carver started mumbling, I I don't don't know, I don't know if... Listen, said the man who pushed me in. You're going to put him under and cut it out. I know you can do it. It's important that he lives, do you understand? So don't mess it up. The doctor was shaking. (laughs) Look, I said, I appreciate that, you know, you guys are trying to help me out or something, but... Really, this is completely unnecessary. There's got to be a better way. Look, it's necessary, I'm afraid, the hooded man said back. In fact, you don't realise how necessary it actually is. You'll be fine, don't worry. Just then the other man snuck up behind me and injected me at in the arm with something. Before I knew it, I was asleep. After a while, I started to wake back up. I was groggy. My head was killing me. My eyesight was groggy as well, but... I could sit up. I placed a hand on my head and I felt bandages. No wonder my head hurt. As I looked around, I saw blood smeared up against the wall. It looked like some kind of handprint or something. There was a pool of it near the door where I came in. The instruments next to me were clearly used. Dirty with blood and God knows what. Had I been fixed? Where exactly was Everyone. I was so hungry and thirsty. it was a plastic cup full of water and I quickly downed it. That would have to do for the moment. I swung my legs round and realized I could move them. I moved my toes, kicked my legs out, and they were perfectly fine. It's a miracle, I thought. And then slowly got off the operating table and there I stood on my two legs. How'd this happen? And where's Doctor Carver? I followed the trail of blood but the darkness had enveloped it beyond the room I needed a torch or a lighter just something I looked at the generator it was nearly empty how long had I been out for? I touched the blood on the wall it was dry, It's flaky it hadn't happened recently I searched the room and found fortunately a thin torch which they must use for surgery or something and I clicked it on Luckily, it worked. I wandered out to the hallway and followed the blood. As I ventured away from the operating room, I became terrified, and not just because of what could be lying around the corner at any instant, but the fact that I'd been lying there with the only source of light around and completely vulnerable that whole time sent a shiver down my spine. I kept walking and saw the blood... Lead into a nearby room. As I went in, I almost screamed in fright. I edged the door open even further, and all around this large room were a series of black, gooey sacks, pulsating, thumping. There must have been about 50 of them. There's a huge mark painted on the back wall. 237I, it said. How many rooms of these were there? In front of each sack, there was a little sign on the floor. It made up about six or seven random numbers and letters. I mean, at least to me, they were random. These were what I'd seen Kate come out of, back at the Stockwell farm in front of Mr. Tooley. I looked into the nearest one, and I could see nothing but black. And as I got nearer, it suddenly moved, making me drop my flashlight. And as I followed its beam, I saw Dr. Carver. He was lying across the ground, facing me, and the top of his head had been caved in. His eyes rolled back. It was a bloody mess, and it nearly made me vomit. I picked up my flashlight, and as I brought it back up, I saw one of the hooded patients walking towards me. I was startled and tried to run, but he was already upon me. He grabbed my arms and stared at me through the pillowcase he was wearing. His eyes that tired yet burning bright with energy listen to me he said all you have to do is find the purple room once you're there he'll know where to take you who what do you mean I said just find the purple room now and with that he ran out I waited until his footsteps had disappeared and then I backed out of the room where the hell was I supposed to find a purple room how would I even know and not I heard that voice say something about a purple room before? Back in Father Jack Reynolds' place. I could feel my legs and feet slowly getting stronger with each step, as if both of us were getting used to one another again. I used my flashlight and searched down the corridors. It looked like I was trapped in this maze. This god-awful place that looks exactly the same, no matter which corner you take. Nothing here is signposted. It all just goes round and round and round. And who knows where I'd end up. Then I felt a pressure in my head. Was this all too much for me after the surgery? And I felt a presence. A monstrous presence. I quickly moved to the nearest room and shut the door behind me. It was some kind of laundry room. Loads of identical patient outfits. Bedsheets, uniforms, things like that. I turned my torch off and sat in complete silence. Just when I thought... Maybe whatever it was had gone. I heard an almighty high-pitched scream, similar to the masked ones. That gut-wrenching, animalistic noise. I heard it bounce off the walls. What, What was it? Was it this disorientated creature? Was it maybe injured? And then slowly, it went out of earshot. I took a deep breath and switched on my light again. I almost jumped out of my skin, there, the hooded stranger from before was here again, facing me. Shh, calm down, he said. You're looking for the purple room, right? Apparently, I said, clutching my chest. All right, put this on. And he put a pillowcase on my head, and with some scissors, cut two holes in my eyes to see through. All right, that should be better. You see all right, he asked. Yeah, I replied. Okay, you'll need this, believe me. You don't want... Well, you don't want certain people seeing your face. Now follow me. He led me down a few corridors, and we were extremely quiet. He would just waved me forward every now and then if I was slowing down. And to be honest, it was tough readjusting to walking again. In fact, he could see that it was troubling me. It's "Your legs, right?" he said. "They've been giving you on these drugs, haven't they? You know, so you'd feel them not working. It stops you going anywhere, you know. They don't want you to go." "'Look, you'll be fine in no time. Don't worry about it.' "'I nodded, slightly dubious about what he was saying, and we carried on. "'Sue here,' he said. "'Then as we turned a corner, I could see, from around the doorframe, "'came a blue light. "'There we are,' he said. But, "'But wait,' I pulled him towards me now. "'That's blue. It's not purple.' Well, "'Just wait,' he replied. "'You'll see. "'Now, walk on through.' ''Just me? Where are you going?'' I asked. ''I'm getting out of here, mate, but you need to go through that door.'' Just then, the power seemed to kick in, but this time I was surrounded by a red light. This is all becoming familiar. An underground corridor, a red light. Then as I looked towards the door, I could see the blue light was mixing with the red to give. ''Hmm. The purple room?'' I mumbled to myself that's right, now go and he pushed me along as I walked towards the door I felt an overwhelming sense of energy what was behind here? I opened the door and in a moment I was blinded by the light I felt something dragging me further into the room I kept walking and suddenly suddenly I recognised where I was somewhere I'd been not even that long ago I was somewhere high, looking down into a forest. And in that forest, I saw myself looking back up at me. I was still surrounded by that blue light. But here I was, back in the town, back outside, and back, back in the tower. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review on your podcast platform of choice. For more info, including how you can support the show, please visit anewwinter.com. Thank you for listening to A New Winter.